0: listening to GameSpot After Dark episode 120, I am your humble host, Tamar Saint, joined as always by the one, the only, Jean-Luc Seipke.
1: Hello, howdy-do, do howdy-do do gamers. Gamers, there it
0: Gamers, is. there we go. And we've also got Lucy.
2: Hi. I, yeah. I, I didn't think of anything else to say. That. I was like, hi.
0: <laughs> now you're on the spot. It was we like have... someone
2: stood on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and joining us for the first time i believe it's jesse hi
3: yeah that makes makes me feel better because i was sitting here trying to think of an intro and i'm like i don't yeah, have yeah. anything well we have,
0: have an intro. intro we'll we'll get to an intro but um I know, but a you, you need though. some sort of like catchphrase you need to have to yeah. come up with a catchphrase for the next one do i have a I, catchphrase? i, I suggest I what's up fuckers that's a good one
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 sorry john look you're gonna have to bleep that
1: <laughs> Wait, we don't, we I don't, don't bleep out things we? on this podcast. Do no, we? We used to. no, 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 no. We've don't long abandoned that. that.
3: <laughs> we're, we're, we swear ad nauseum? Is that the? Is that the? Is I that the we, point?
2: We never used to, but then I think I remember. Was it Ben Pack came on and he was like, "Do you oh, guys yeah. swear?" Oh no, th- no. Ben Pack asked. Someone came on and and we didn't tell them, and it was just like, "Oh, we're just gonna move to a mature. That's fine." Yeah, it's
3: we'll easier. be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for, it's for but... adults. We're all adults here. It's fine.
2: We're all yeah, adults. we're all adults.
0: Yeah. It's called after dark for a reason. Um, like Hally we do, Ours. we do have no it's two people are getting that. It's me and you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: we do have a segment which is called. Oh my god! It changed the name. I still can't remember the new name. What was the it? Jackson from Nairobi, from Nairobi, Kenya, Kenya segment. Yeah which is a, a, version of the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, which Jesse, if you don't know, is someone called Chris emailed in and was like, this podcast is calling cool that, but I don't know who any of you are. Uh, can you please tell us who you are? So we had to explain it ourselves and then we created a segment where anyone knew would have to do the same thing. And then Chris from Dayton, Ohio, like an absolute shitlord, abandoned us and just stopped <laughs> listening. Because we put out multiple calls to see if Chris was still listening, and he was not. So we usurped him and gave it the the the, uh, segment to Jack. uh, What's his name? Jackson,
2: Jackson,
0: Nairobi, Kenya. Yes. Um, So who who
2: does listen and do? Who does listen and
0: is a top ten legend? I've heard multiple times from people in the street that he is much better than Chris from Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) People walk up to me and like, you know, that Chris from Dayton, Ohio, absolutely sucks. You need to get behind Jackson from Nairobi, Kenya. So that's what we're doing. Um, oh, yeah. I also like oh, how Chris we from have to... Ohio doesn't pick up this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the one that he starts back up yeah. on. Yeah. I love that every time we do this segment, we have to explain the backstory and it just progressively gets longer. Yeah, because it
2: it's to longer. The it's backstory. longer than the actual segment now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the uh, Jackson from Nairobi, Kenya segment, Jesse is you, you saying who? Uh, my voice is breaking.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> you, you saying who? Who you are? What you do at Gamespot? Your favorite things? Like, what is your favorite game? What are your favorite games? What are your favorite TV shows? The things that are kind of you would want the uh, audience listeners to know, so they can be like, I relate, to Jesse. I, I, I get like you. What I Jesse get likes. Yeah. The Hit media us, that Jesse. defines you. what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm
3: um well i'm jesse so i'm a video producer on the features team here so that makes lucy my boss and i just started i just started uh what two months ago at this point because time is non-existent which is feels Mm -hmm. weird um and then yeah things that define me uh well i'm a big uh probably my favorite games are mass effect outer wilds which Mm. uh which I absolutely love. Like I adore Outer Wilds, and also Life is Strange as well. Um, so I, I just generally I like like narrative based story games. Like if it has a, like a narrative based story game uh, like really heavily, I'm in for it. Um, and then in terms of TV shows, I'm a huge Trekkie. I mean that's pretty much the only thing that defines me at this point. I have at least three, <laughs> three Star Trek tattoos, and I'm literally drinking out of a Star Trek cup. So it's kind of a little bit of a problem. So yeah. So it
0: sounds like you like. Space and teenage angst.
3: That's pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's about accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just so happens that this episode is dedicated to actually, maybe both of them, definitely space. There's kind of a little bit of teenage angst. So that's kind of what Chief is constantly channeling. Um, Mm. But uh, we'll get to that eventually. Um, Actually, we'll get to it now because we're going to be talking about what we've been playing and a lot of us have been playing the same thing.
2: We've all been we want to start. Do
0: we want to start with that, or do we want to get the stuff that isn't that out of the way away first?
2: I, I I want to talk about Halo. You already teed it up. If I'm, yeah, if, I'm not, if I'm not okay. playing Halo or literally writing about Halo, I want to be talking about Halo. So I I my vote is for Halo.
0: <laughs> all right then, Lucy has voted, and apparently this is a dictatorship. So let's go. <laughs> uh, Halo multiplayer out now on uh, Game Pass. Cost you zero bucks for free. Do not hit up Andy Salisbury asking for code. Um, uh, how have you been playing it? Um, like who's been playing it and how, what do you think of it so far? Uh, let's go with John Luke.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've been, I put a good amount of time into it because I did a four hour stream mm. on GameSpot when it came out. Uh, they were like, we need someone to stream it. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. Um, it's good. It's really good. I like it a lot. I I still have.
0: <laughs> that was an incredible climb up the ranks there. It's good. It's really good. No. I like it a lot. <laughs> no,
2: that was that was the Tobias energy of. It's good. It's going to be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think going to be good is where I've settled because I, I I've I've kind of been my my feelings have been on a little bit of a roller coaster. Where at first it was. Like, they launched it early, and we kind of knew it was happening, but also we were like, they're not really going to do that. And then they did it, and so there was sort of that, like, hype around it, where it's just like, we're all playing Halo, this is great, oh my god, like, ah! After that died down, and um, I was playing it more, like, some of the the things about it were kind of creeping in, that I was like, oh, th- this could be a little better, this could be, you know, improved. But for the most part, my where I currently sit is, uh, it just, it, it kind of feels like Halo's back in a way that it hasn't in like i don't know about you guys but like for me like i haven't been halo kind of peaked at like three and reach in terms of just sort of i would say like mm-hmm. not only popularity but i would say like gameplay like uh, i like I'm, I'm a defender of four's campaign but i don't think the multiplayer was very good Oh, I'll I... fight you
3: on that one. Oh really? You like
1: the <laughs> multiplayer? Okay. I actually like Halo 4,
3: but I'm I'm weird in all aspects. No, no, like no, no. Halo I Halo I like
1: the campaign. I, I actually really like the story and the narrative. It was just the multiplayer. I, I really didn't like the multiplayer four. But if you like that, that's totally fine. Uh five, I had the opposite problem. I hated the campaign, and I thought the multiplayer was better, but it was too it was starting to move in a direction that was too un Halo like for mm-hmm. me. Um yeah. This is like pulling it back, where it's like, this feels like they have three, four, three has recaptured the core of like what makes Halo work. And it's like, okay, we have refigured that out, and now we're trying to then push push it in different new directions that I think is mostly working. There is some stuff that isn't working, which I'm sure we'll get into, specifically the progression is... 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 Bad. Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. It's not Uh, good. Like I said, I played... I did that four-hour stream uh, on launch day, and I... at the end of the stream, I was like, ah, how much levels did I go up? I played four hours. I did so much. I was still at level one, because the entire progression is based on challenges, not just playing the game, which is... It feels bad. Mm
0: -hmm. It feels really bad. Listen, it's, John. Luke, I mean, you think you think it's easy being a Spartan? You think you just wake up and everyone <laughs> just gives you uh, the accolades? No, you gotta earn that shit.
1: No, you gotta but, kill a banshee with uh, a ravenger gun specifically. Exactly. And it, it's yeah. you know, too bad it's, if you I don't mean, get that map, you're out of that's luck. That's
2: the thing. It's like I wonder if we, as gamers, have been conditioned into like we we always need those bars going up, regardless of what it mm. is. And so even the joy of winning a game, even the joy of like coming at the top of the leaderboard isn't enough anymore. Um, but then I was looking at like the, because a similar boat, I played uh, some of my lunch break on Monday and then we played a bunch after work, which was the most fun I've had in a long time. That was fun. It yeah. was really, really good. Uh, and yeah, just like not leveling up. And I was like, <sighs> I I know that all I'm going to be getting here is a slightly different helmet and maybe, like, unlock some different colors for my armor, but it's,
0: like, mm.
2: it's the feeling. I want, be, I want to be able to point to something and go, like, oh, I have this many hours in Halo. I've managed to get to level this. Mm. But the fact that it's all challenge-based kind of tries to divert you down. Oh, the fact that it's all challenge-based, I should say, Di- tries to divert you down a way of playing that isn't necessarily in line with how I would play, like, or even you know the modes that i would prefer to play it's like oh i have to get you know and you can't pick a mode right now right it's just playlists so if Mm -hmm. a challenge is set to a certain game mode it's like oh well okay i guess i'm gonna be rolling the dice to hope that this comes up but like that's my gripe with it right now is just like the progression stuff but like it feels so good to play Mm. it's like i've we've had um we had a few issues getting into games on launch day just because of like the rollout Tam got banned (laughs) for a little bit. Insta banned.
0: (laughs) Insta banned. They were like, this is that fucking Sekiro guy. Get him out of here. Banned.
2: But other than that, like once that got resolved, and you know, we were rolling with a party of eight on Monday, just getting in and playing games, and just like, it just felt really good. Nothing, I've not played and felt oh that was that felt cheap or that didn't feel earned or you know i played some battlefield on friday and i was getting you know the classic battlefield getting sniped from a dot
1: right on the
2: other Mm -hmm. side of the map it felt like it just felt really really good to play and i think especially Mm -hmm. now because i am hungering for a multiplayer experience because i i'm i think i'm done with overwatch like Tam's (laughs) Tam's <laughs> eyes just went really wide there.
0: You okay, like, Tam? I mean, I'm done. I think I'm done with Overwatch 1, yeah.
2: Yeah, with Overwatch 1. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. you know, in good conscience, in good conscience, I I don't feel good. I haven't played that game since everything broke, actually. Yeah, um, it's not. But yeah, I, I and like, you can decide whether to play Activision Blizzard games if you want to, but I just feel kind of weird about it. And But also, there's been no meaningful new content in over a year and a half. And now that Overwatch 2 has been delayed out of 2022, it's like, what am I playing for? So anyway, that's my little aside. I've been desperate for a new multiplayer experience, and um, Halo is scratching that itch for me.
0: Hmm. Jesse, how are you getting on with it?
3: I'm really, really loving it. I kind of agree. Uh, I don't love the progression system. Um, mostly, I mean, I'm the kind of gamer who like doesn't buy anything, or I'll be playing the game for like 20 hours, and I'll still be running like the base model with just regular gray, and like have not changed a <laughs> single thing. But I do love just having like the like level pop at the end, which it's just. Yeah, it's it's just disappointing, and then as you say, like the fact that we can't like actually pick game modes and things like that, that you're just sort of rolling the dice to get stuff is kind of frustrating. Um, but that being said, I kind of agree with everything that um, everyone's already said. In that, I think it's it feels like Halo in a way that like I haven't really felt in since like Halo Three, and again, as a defender of Halo Four, that definitely felt like a, a swerve a little bit and changing things up in a way that I particularly mm. liked. I liked it felt a little bit like more grounded than the rest of uh, the Halo games, but this definitely has that sort of like lighter, more over the top feel that like I haven't gotten from games mm. other than like Split recently, um, yeah. and I've really been enjoying that. And while I have some like gripes here and there with how they've dialed it uh, in certain respects. Like I think the kill time to kill, like timer is a little bit long at this point after playing some of the flight stuff. Um, overall I'm really, really liking it. I had like a capture the flag game uh, that went on we would, ended up in a tie and it went on for like however long the the timer can go for. And it was incredibly fun just like jumping back and forth and like fighting for the flag and I loved the crap out of it. So I've been really, really loving it. And again, little quibbles and quabbles here and there, but overall I think
0: it's I think it's it feels it feels like a good return to form after Halo five. So mm. Yeah, it does feel like it feels like I'm getting used to some of the changes cuz I very I played very little of 5 and 6 of 5 and 6 4 and 5's uh multiplayer um just cuz I I didn't enjoy those games uh, at all like overall like I I felt like after um 3 Reach ODST that was kind of where I was like uh the story isn't landing with me anymore like and also like Chief is starting to get sidelined a bit and that mm-hmm. like it wasn't, that wasn't what I was in it for. And the multiplayer, like I, it felt like the multiplayer was trying to find its place in, in an, in a environment where contemporaries had moved on and they just couldn't in a post Bungie area era, couldn't figure out how to mm-hmm. make Halo modern without making it un Halo. And some of those things are still holdovers for me. I think I'm so ingrained in a certain pace and style of playing Halo that in the previous games, it felt wrong to learn the the other way because parts of it, the game around those still felt off. Whereas now it feels like this feels like the Halo multiplayer experience. But now the new stuff that they added post-Halo, um, the Bungie stuff, the modern stuff, that feels like it's worth learning now because the rest of it, it feeds into the rest of it well. The main things that I struggle with is like the advanced movement stuff, like um, mm. sliding and sprinting like to my halo brain still doesn't quite not make sense, but like it, it doesn't, I'm not prepared for it. I'm not prepared for like enemies to run past me or slide through me, if you get what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, that's like, it's always a bit of a dance where you're trying to maintain a certain it's like footsies. You're trying to maintain a certain distance between uh, each other. And that's always what Halo's been about, right? Like you jumping around and almost like circling each other and then finding the right moment to do the melee attack and et cetera, et cetera. And okay. I think like I'm having to relearn how to... Play. I'm having to relearn playing that game uh, um, and then also having to get comfortable with playing on a console again because I've been playing a hell of a lot of PC multiplayer shooters lately. Um, how, are you, all- how
2: are you finding the ping... Because got, I I don't even
0: use it. Oh, yeah, I haven't touched it
2: at all. I haven't used
1: that at all.
3: Been, <laughs> yeah.
2: So I was playing uh, some last night. I was playing, is the mode oddball?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Ball incoming. Enemy has the yeah. ball. Enemy dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, and I was like playing with a bunch of randoms and it was clear that no one knew what the game mode was until about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was yep. trying to ping... Shout out to Game pass. <laughs> and I was trying <laughs> to ping it. And it was like... Um, I don't know it just it wouldn't necessarily i mean maybe you've just been spoiled by apex but like it was just ping this is what the area is called right it, it wouldn't really mm. necessarily mm. i mean maybe i just wasn't doing it right and i wasn't like getting on an enemy or something but also it just feels very very unnatural having it on up on the d pad i have an elite series 2 which coming into its own in Halo infinite mm-hmm. i really want to remap it and see if that helps because I feel like it could be a really, really interesting thing. Like, it's fun when you're playing in a a party and you can just kind of yell, you know, like, oh, over here. But I I am intrigued to see if, like, I don't know, Halo doesn't feel like the game that I would ping in. But uh, the fact Mm -hmm. that I've been using it so much in games like Apex, I am intrigued to see if it would change up the experience or if it is just like it is now a thing that we expect in modern first person shooters.
0: I, but I it, doesn't, it, it doesn't it doesn't
2: feel fully baked just yet it, th- i
0: think it could be i think it's definitely useful because some of those maps are way more open and like for a lot of players there's no defining features um or at least not that they're used to it's like it's going to take a while for people to really name areas and that kind of stuff and you know it's like sometimes it's just a an enemy in the middle of a like an open area and you're like what oh, open I- area I was, I was watching... well, how do you describe it in 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 pond pond like so? What the does that mean?
2: <laughs> I was watching um... the kind of funny stream on Monday, and I think uh, it was Snowbike Mike and and Andy Cortez playing. I <laughs> think one of them just went, "Oh, is it the marketplace? The coffee shop at the marketplace?" And I think <laughs> Andy just went, "What fucking coffee shop at the marketplace? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I don't know this area." <laughs> Uh, yeah it's it's i think they should definitely improve that like i would love mm-hmm. a, a ping system the one thing that i'm really struggling with is again as a symptom of not playing a crap ton of the newer halo games i keep hitting b to melee because <laughs> oh, i, I played recon it? back in the day and yeah i know but like i did change it but then it messes with other things yeah and like i've been recording some footage and i can I say this? I'll save this for later. But like, I keep accidentally throwing games, uh, throwing not games, uh, uh, grenades when I'm trying to do something else. Um, and like, it's confusing, but I know I need to learn that way because obviously B was melee back in the day when there wasn't such things as slide or, or you know, that kind of stuff. So it does also feel like it's important to have that function stay there um so it's just a bit weird i'm getting used to i used to play recon control scheme um so i need to figure that out really funny because i I got
1: oh i was gonna say i got used to the the other way because eventually they switched it to melee with right bumper and like Mm. i got used to that one but now it's clicking on the stick so i was hitting the right bumper all the time i don't like the way clicking the stick to melee doesn't feel very good so i I like every change that. Every
3: time I'm like near somebody, I have like a quick panic. Cause I'm like, oh God, which button? And then I have to like, oh God, And I feel so satisfied. when I'm like, oh, I actually hit it in <laughs>
0: time. Uh, yeah, I have, I have the back pedals, and the amount of times I've like, just been like anyone, any one of these, please me melee. And like, I've thrown a grenade at my feet and jumped away. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, oh God. The nice thing but, is uh, I think
1: this is the first Halo game where you can completely customize the control scheme, like yeah. individually mm-hmm. as opposed to just presets. So you can have it exactly how you like.
0: Yeah. I think, I think fundamentally though, like, I think we we can, unless I'm speaking our turn, please let me know. Uh, I think this is perhaps the best Halo multiplayer in a long time. Like, yeah. It is. And it, it, and it, it feels immediately, you can feel the quality and you can feel the thought and you can feel like they, mm-hmm. they, they get what they needed to do more. It doesn't feel like they're, Second guessing themselves, which is something that I felt like in the previous Halo multiplayer experiences, it's that same awkwardness where they didn't know what they would not, they knew what they're doing. It's just, they didn't know if it was right for Halo, but they have felt like they had to do it anyway. Everyone else was doing ADS. So they got to do ADS everyone else was doing sprint. So they got to do sprint and they built kind of mechanics around those concessions and it didn't feel right. This feels like they came in and went, we know exactly what we need to do, and we're gonna execute on that. Mm-hmm. And you can immediately tell. It's a good yeah. game.
1: Yeah. It's, a it's, game. it's free. That's um, the thing. I feel like the foundation for where it could go is so, that's the thing that has me the most excited. Is because because yeah. it, it is free, so it's like they have all this player base. They've set up the battle pass progression stuff. They've already said that they're looking into it and they're gonna you know make some changes. So I I feel pretty confident that they're probably gonna uh, adjust that stuff because just the very vocal uh, fan base kind of talking about how they don't like it. So I I just I feel like it, it can only go up from here in terms of yeah. like, the quality.
0: And it's, mm. it's, in, it's an incredibly exciting foundation for the first Halo, Halo game in, in um, like a, an era of uh, games as a service. Like this is, mm. like you, when, when Fortnite came out, for example, like that was a, a bit of a mess. Every game that tries to do this is a bit of a mess just to start with. But like, this is a solid foundation, and it's incredibly exciting to know that this is going to be a Halo experience for years to come. It's not going to be one of those ones where it remains static and then we bounce off. And it, Halo, that exists in a live service system where they can add in seasons, that is incredibly exciting to to people who love Halo. Um, I spoke to my younger brother about it, and my younger brother is like a little Halo pervert, as I call him, where he just like plays. <laughs> he's he's like he's insanely good at it. It's the game that he like he is like annoyingly good at ways like don't even try and fight him like he's he's crazy good and like a classic halo fan he's he's like i hate this 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 and like is naming it out but then he's also clearly excited that it's mm-hmm. evolving and it's becoming something different and like that is incredibly cool for me who knows someone who knows that he loves halo to see him excited about halo again uh, in the same way that i am so it's a good time to be a halo fan Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is going up on the 19th, this podcast, right? Yes, Friday. Who wants to know about single player? Because I have played some single player. I want to know
3: all about it. I want to know all about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I've written a preview about it. Um, It is uh, available now for you to read on gamespot.com, the best video game website on the internet. Uh, And I played four missions. uh, the first three missions are kind of like classic Halo fare, and then the th- end of the third mission, they unleash you into the open world, and they're like, "Go have fun,
3: go forth, um, murder, and go murder forth and, and
0: be." So, like the first thing I'll say is like everyone was obviously nervous about this. It's been delayed a bunch of times. We've seen little to nothing of it. Um The trepidation around it was is is earned. Mm-hmm. It it is, it makes such a strong first impression, like out of the gate, you're like, Oh, this, I don't know, like, I'm still not I'm so like, I'm so trained to think that this is going to be a mess in some way that when I was enjoying it, I was second guessing myself, I was like, is this, am I actually enjoying this? Or have I been like, somehow brainwashed by by marketing or something like that? But like, (laughs) I played I played about three or four hours. And I had the best time. It is. It was so good. If those four hours, oh, uh, those can I read four the hours alone, you sent me. Yeah, go on.
2: From when you were playing it. Hang on. Yeah. We talk a lot. One sec. Yeah. Picture Francis. <laughs> <definitely>. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, right. 4, ten, four, ten 10, past 4. I've only played a little, but the Halo campaign seems very good. My response. Mm-hmm. Thank God. One minute after that, six tw- uh, 4.25, I'm two missions in and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so like the thing, the thing that I like about it is it felt like maybe specific to me, but um, because I have those gripes that I mentioned earlier where 4 and 5 didn't hit for me and I felt like chief was being sidelined this almost felt like a specific response to that i put it in my preview but overall the opening of that game feels like 343 going saying we get that we need to re-establish why master chief and halo is a big deal and it feels like they have built the game around that um the first three missions are classical halo where it feels like a set piece is happening for three three missions and they do this really cool thing i won't i won't explain it because it's really nice with the pilot where you see him and then you see time pass in an interesting way and then eventually he discovers the master chief in the way that we see in in like the previous trailers mm-hmm. and from that point on you have this really interesting dynamic between the two characters where the pilot has been through a whole load of shit. he's been alive and going through this the, the war against the banish for years and is just weary and tired and wants to go home and and it is the fight, as I say in my previous. The fight is finished. It's over. All okay. that's left is now is for the Banish to take control of Halo, Zeta Halo and do the death blow. But Chief has been in cryostasis, so he's he's basically blinked out. He, he lost. He he took a hit, went to sleep, woke up, and is like, I'm ready to fight. So he's in a world where people are despondent and and like they've given up. And that means that you have this character who's the pilot, who's just like constantly trying to move away from conflict so he can get to some semblance of whatever life he's got left and family he's got left. Whereas Chief is kind of like trying to be the voice of hope and reason. And it's this really interesting dynamic between Mm -hmm. the two characters. But Mm. what that really does that I like is it reinforces the heroism of Chief that we've missed for a really long time. So, like, you you know, until now, it's always been, like, you know, we have in Guardians, for example, you play as the other characters. Lock, Is it Locke Lock, or something? Locke, Lock, and, yeah. and the crew, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's always talking about Chief in this way where it's, like, he's this legendary hero and, you know, X, Y, and Z has happened, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of, through that process, you kind of forget the impact that Chief had. It's, like, it reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 2, the difference between playing as Metal Gear, uh, playing as, uh, in Metal Gear Solid 1 as Snake and then being, like told that snake was the legendary soldier two does it amazing the amazing thing where they put snake in their story as well so you can see him actively but it's that Mm -hmm. kind kind of detachment that you have and this is a really good way of reminding you why chief is is kind of like that that Mm. beloved character um so you go through this incredible the first three missions are kind of set up for the narrative in that you know i think it's fairly obvious everyone who's been keeping up with it Jesse, you can correct me if i'm wrong because i my law knowledge is is kind of like thin right now <laughs> it's been... like Co- cortana cortana <laughs> is like cortana um was corrupted as an ai and is kind of mia now or dead yeah she
3: yeah she was she basically sacrificed herself but she was also experiencing grandacy and then she got mm-hmm. picked up by uh belief forerunner tech that fixed her rampancy but also made her evil and uh she's yeah. now wanting to take control of the galaxy and say for 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 our own good which to be fair I'm kind of fine with giving control of the galaxy to Cortana at this point just yeah. take it for good.
0: Yeah so so like the Cortana is not like immediately front and center but as you see in the trailers like there's hints at her and she does have like an in the invisible hand guiding events kind of event but she also has like a they have that element of it, but they also explore it through her connection to Chief and vice versa. So you have these flashes of like um voiceover where you can hear her. And it's very early, like I said, so take uh, you know whether a pinch of salt I'm not sure whether this is actually going to play out, but it is feels like they're going leaning towards like tackling ish themes of like legacy and, and like mortality and that kind of stuff. Cause she's constantly referencing if you knew how things were going to end what would you do about it? And there's this kind of like back and forth where they also explore the history between Cortana and, and chief like the early days and Dr. Halsey and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very effective crash course in not only Halo and Master Chief's history and Cortana's history, but also the emotional weight of the journey that they've already had. And it's mm-hmm. really, really well done. And they do that in the first three, three missions and then they drop you into the open world um and it's kind of like you have this zeta halo space and that's where the gameplay starts to back up the narrative where it's like you are constantly have been told chief is a legendary super soldier the open world exists not exists, so you can prove it show why chief is this way. And it does that by, and I think like the open world is essential to that because you have these forward operating bases, which are, I think they're former UNSC, uh, posts that, um, uh, the banished have overrun and you just approach him. And it reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm going to make a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> reference where you approach them. Like you're standing on a cliff. You can see the massive like operating base and you can see the, the, uh, banish covenant wherever they are there and you're just like i'm gonna roll up on these on these enemies and just wipe the floor with them and like you just kill everyone in there and like it's such a dynamic feeling um gameplay experience because of the grapple shot that grapple Mm -hmm. shot is a i call it a genuine game changer for halo and i i do not want to play a halo without it now especially in 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 like a it needs to be there in an open world scenario Um, for you to get about. There are vehicles, but I was like, I'm not doing it because it was so much fun. It's dumb in a gaming way where like you can jump off a cliff and you know in Halo, once if you jump from a high enough height, you see the Spartan Chief fall for a second and then it just cuts into a flailing animation. It doesn't (laughs) do that. And like I was expecting to take fall damage, but as long as you hit the grapple button just before you hit the ground, no damage Ah. taken. And it's just like stupid. It's just stupid. like, And there's dumb shit like in a previous game like if you saw a you know cliffside and you tried to jump up on it as chief you'd do a hop hit the thing and fall down i was scaling the side of cliffs by like launching myself using the grappling hook and it's that kind of awkward but fun way of doing it where you're like i'm gonna try and scale so i can land on what looks like a bit of geometry that's sticking out and that'll give me just enough time for my cooldown on the grapple shot to to come back and then i can do it again it's that trying to get the horse in skyrim up a cliff kind of like
3: skyriming it essentially
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's essentially that but like it's clear they knew that was how they wanted it and they built Mm -hmm. that in and it And it's like, I use that to get around an outpost and sneak up on the enemies. And then even just traversing, like I'm running straight, I'm just hopping up and shooting the grapple hook ahead of me to pull myself in. So it felt like, I describe it in my um, preview as like skimming a stone on top of like water. That's how it felt. Like you're just like bouncing along and that's what it feels like. But you couple that with like things like the... um, the spartan cores which are just these upgrade points that are littered around and you can upgrade the grapple hooks and now i can use the grapple grapple shot to like any anyone that i latch onto is like electrocuted for a few seconds and while they're doing while that's happening i'm pulling myself in to like give them a melee attack up front i've started doing this thing where where i'll like i'll like use the grapple shot because when you land the grapple shot it centers you like um and like basically puts you on a direct path against the enemy so what i've started doing is using that once it's centered immediately throwing a plasma grenade because you're basically it's like auto aim for the plasma grenade and then immediately detaching so like i don't pull myself towards them it's tricky to do and like nine times out of ten i'm currently like throwing the plasma grenade and then throwing myself at the plasma grenade behind them but like if you're quick enough you can do that and detach and it's got that emergent kind of like you can have fun with the tools to try and make it work for yourself, and it works really really well um so the kind of fundamental fantasy of it is going to this open world and just dominate and figure out and prove that you are the master chief and they do that by giving you a bunch of open world tasks, some of them are like you know, there's the main mission where you go here and it's gonna progress the story, but then they're like, "Oh, in this area there's a few u n s c troops that are engaged in a battle, and you can be like. You can roll up, and suddenly they're like, "Oh shit, it's the Master Chief!" and in the and like you can hear them be like, "Oh fuck, we might actually <laughs> win this." And like you just like I lit the amount of times like I leaped off a cliff and landed in the middle of these like tied up UNSC people, and they're like, "Oh shit, Chief is here!" And then just like destroyed all the all the enemies, and then freed them, and they're like, "That felt. It feels like when it feels like Batman arriving." I was at about a to say, of, of, "Yeah, reverse, kind of yeah, like it's, like reverse, like, like, it's the like, bat." Yeah, it's the Batman like <laughs> dropping down as the crime is happening and everyone around you is like "Oh, because obviously they call I think uh, the 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 coven- the uh banish call him was it the demon? The demon, is that yeah, what they the used demon to call him yeah, yeah so like mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be like the demon's here and it's like oh crap, that's cool. And so you can do that and then there's stuff like oh there's uh UNSE trackers on these upgrade points that you can go and find there's um hey there's a uh, a high value uh banished like a uh, member of the banished like you could be like someone who's got like they usually give you like a history of their like oh you participated in this war is like a general and you can go there and take them out to deal a big blow to the kind of banished forces and then so there's it's like kind like of like
3: sort of yeah it,
0: is, it has that mm-hmm. shadows of mordor kind of like vibe to it where i, do, I didn't actually do that mission they just like um I saw it listed there that's the next thing I'm going to do. So I don't know if it has any knock on effect in the way that Shadow of M- oh, Shadow of Mordor did. Can but that you would be great. Imagine if they had the a nemesis system yeah. like if Craig it comes nemesis, back <laughs> and he's got a The <laughs> Unkillable. Oh. Like, <laughs> like no the,
2: f- the first time you see Craig he's like from that the, reveal the smooth... and then by by the time you've you've come up against him a bunch of times he's got the scars. <laughs> Just Yeah, But yeah, there's like a
0: It's like, I've got my ass kicked by the demon eight times. Um, But yeah, there's like a bunch of activities that are all designed to make you feel like a badass. And that is, it's the the weird thing is it's like completely ordinary video game stuff. Like this is, this is stuff that is in every other open world game.
2: Because I was going to ask, like, obviously Gears 5. Didn't go open world, but it did. Um, it was linear. And then it was like, okay, now you have this hub and you can just go around and tackle things in whatever order. But it felt yeah. a bit, it didn't feel open enough, no. really. I, this like, this feels felt... open. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this feels open. You're not just like riding around on a skiff or whatever it is. It feels like I was traversing and running around. And I had a small slice of the area and I saw other parts of the map which seemed like they're blocked off and might open. But yeah, it feels more open and fundamentally it's built on, it builds this, it's built on an underdog story. Like, and it's Mm. wild to say master chief is an underdog, but that's exactly how they, the fact that they successfully set it up as an underdog kind of like, um, mission is really impressive. Like this is a character that we know that we've only seen succeed and be victorious. Um, and now you're like, and there's, there's like, so there's the point where, you know, um, At some point, someone says, like, uh, are we trying to rebuild the UNSC? Because the UNSC is, like, battered and almost done. And um, another character is like, that's up to him. And it's like, you realize that your role here is to make a difference and almost rebuild humanity's forces by doing this stuff. And it gives you that kind of, like, objective. It gives you that kind of, like, you know, in the same way that, again, another open world, Zelda, is like, ultimately, your goal is to take out Ganon. And it's not like a mechanical thing. I suppose it's not like you know a banished is like floating around over a castle. But like you have that in the back of your mind. Like everything you do is as chief is to hopefully rebuild the UNSC and and kind of like create a galvanized force that can take it back and you know fight the banished. And when you have when you play chief in this more like natural open environment, it feels really powerful. And like. Like I said I, in my preview, I said like I was pretty done with Halo for a really long time, and in the few hours that I played, I not only remembered why I love Halo, I also remembered why I love Master Chief and why people care mm-hmm. about Master Chief, and I think that's incredibly powerful. Like it is, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm way more confident in the single player than one I have been in any other single player game, uh, my, uh, Halo game. Um, and two, I'm like way more confident than any of the kind of like reports and kind of like hand-wringing has led it to believe everything that felt awkward in older games, like the older post Bungie games, that feels natural now because of the open world, the sprinting makes sense. Mm. The, um, the scanning makes sense. The new grapple shot makes sense. It all just feels like they, they finally found their groove and they finally found a comfortable place a comfortable and like exciting way for Halo to exist as Halo, but in the modern day. And I'm like praying that the rest of the game holds up <laughs> in the same way. If it like absolutely shits the bed from this point on, I'm going to be devastated. And yeah. but it's, it's not a given that it's going to be amazing. But those first few hours, man, I was like giddy with excitement.
1: Oh, that's so, I'm... so nice to hear. Just yeah, yeah. I it's been so I, I was chatting about it with Jordan where it's just like the the disappointment of the Halo Five campaign for us was just like oh man this is just yeah such a bummer uh, and and I've I've been hurt but I'm ready to been love again mm. <laughs> <laughs> and everything like the, you have said about just the yeah. op- not the open world but like the story you know telling like it just sounds. This-
0: There's some really nice surprises as well. Like there's some, this there's humor in it. Like chief is Mm. funny at times. Like he's, (laughs) he's figured out that he doesn't have to, yeah. He doesn't have to like start humor. Doesn't, isn't set up with a knock knock joke every time he can just, he he's just saying things as chief and because of the kind of timing of it and the other characters that play off of him, it's funny. But like isolated, he's just saying chief shit. Like he's just doing normal things like he's been. But he's also kind of aware that he's a badass. He's also kind of aware that he has a reputation. And every now and then like someone will be like, oh, these banished are like really, really like scary. And then he'll just be like, so am I. And then you're like, ah, yeah. (laughs) And like the AI would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You are pretty badass um And like the, the the character, the pilot character, he's like a constant presence. So like, there's a fast travel system, and there's also like a, a vehicle drop-off system, and he's very involved in that. But he's this kind of like character that's always like he is constantly trying to. He's not like doubting you, but he just doesn't believe. He doesn't believe we can do this. And I feel like what they're saying up is he's going to very slowly shift as you like move through the game and you prove yourself that you still got it. He's going to slowly take on some of that hope. And he's going to be us being like, oh yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And I hope that is the case because this pilot character is really good. I like him a lot. Like he's, he is, he's very endearing. And he's also like, you can tell he's been hurt and he's, he's got something to fight for. And his, his kind of like trepidation feels natural and earned. And I hope they do him right. Yeah,
3: I was I was about to ask like between like him and, and other characters, uh, it uh, the new the characters introduced like feel feel fully fleshed out because my problem with ever since like Halo Three they haven't really introduced like super interesting characters. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like, so the the pilot the pilot definitely does like like I said the opening cinematic alone uh, characterizes the pilot with with enough heart and like it does enough to him for you to immediately just be endeared to him like you get it Mm -hmm. you get him and you want to see him you understand his perspective but you also want to see chief change circumstances so that he gets a better life out of it and then there's other characters um obviously there is an ai involved um uh and and she is she's great. Like she's that same kind of like, she's the one who's like pointing and winking every time she says something funny. And also, she's kind of confused about what's going on because she served a function. And then she did that. And now she's still around. So it's confusing to her why she's still there. She's also mm. discovering more about herself and her purpose. And it feels like again, it's unclear to me whether they will stick the landing and how it's going to how it's going to develop but at the very least right now i see the beginning of character arcs for each of these Mm. characters and i hope that they follow through on those and that alone is exciting enough for me so yeah halo campaign looking real good so far i am just praying that it it stays that way (laughs) don't disappoint yeah it's wild because like I, I don't know, like, this is perhaps speaking too much, but, like, between the multiplayer and the single player, if they maintain quality and l- stick the landing, this could be game of the year material, like, for me. Like, if, if it lands, damn, Don't make a girl promise. That makes, yeah, that makes you know you can't so, keep it so happy. Yeah, I mean, like, and, like, currently, Deathloop is my my main contender. Um, So it will have to execute, like, really, oh, really well. Oh, wow, that's really a real... Well.
2: Kill your darlings, choosing between yeah, yeah,
0: Arcane and again. Halo. Arcane and Halo, yeah. And like I'm a lapsed lapsed Halo fan. Like I said, like those those bungee ones were the ones for me. Um and the 343 ones haven't been hitting as hard for me at all. So I'm like I'm I am a bit high on on rediscovering my love of Halo and having it reinforced by a good game. So maybe it'll cool off, but for now, like I'm excited. I'm very, very excited, very, very excited by it. I mean, even as someone like myself who was like,
3: I I mean, I liked Halo 5 to a degree. I didn't love it, Um, but I still enjoyed it and I've still been a big Halo fan, but I haven't like, I've missed like having excitement around Halo for a super long time. So it's just nice to hear like, oh, not only will I get excited about this, but like, oh, people are excited and I can actually like be excited in a community of people again, which is something I haven't had
0: with Halo in a long time. Yeah. Considering it was like so much a part of my gaming
3: history growing up too.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for you to play it because, at the very least, you'll have a good time with the first few missions that I played. If it turns <laughs> yeah. to be rubbish after that, at least <laughs> you, you had a glimpse of something amazing, which is where I'm kind of at with it. Um, but, yeah. So, it could have been good. <laughs> it could have been good. Um, there it is. Halo. The Halo spoiler talk is now over. Um, what else have we been checking out? Lucy, what else um... you got on your
2: so I played Elden Ring last weekend. I totally forgot to put that on the, the show notes. Uh good, yeah, good game. Oh yeah, good yeah, me game. too. Um I played in the in the network test. Uh really enjoyed it. I, I don't think there's anything else to really talk about beyond what we spoke about last week. Um I if I've not been playing Halo, I have been I started White Lotus and I'm kind of waiting to get to the bit where like something happens it's very much a kind of character thing at the minute and what I'm is just like, like white
1: lotus exactly
2: so it's an hbo show uh kind of a mini series it came out earlier this year and it's by um ned schneebly from uh school of rock i believe <laughs> ned who.
0: schneebly is is I like think, I need real, to double check that real real like second. that name ap- apologies to any schneeblies but, like, that I, is, like, Bully bully Target yes. name. I pointed Mike, that out to, Mike I, Mike.
1: I saw him on, I think it was, like, a different thing, but, like, on Netflix, like, he, he popped up in something, and I, like, pointed it, and I said to George, I was like, yo, that's Ned Schneebly. Uh and she thought that was the actual guy's name, like, the actor's no. name was Ned, and she's <laughs> like, that guy's name is Ned Schneebly, and I'm like, no, the <laughs> character in the School of Rock. Oh, I I, was... I, th-
0: I thought his name was Ned Schneebly as well, <laughs> <No>. so... <laughs>
2: so he he's written and directed it uh it's basically set in hawaii it's about a bunch of rich people who go to this very exclusive resort and the thing starts off with you know that someone dies there like that's the first scene where it's you know at the end of the week and uh some of the characters are flying back um to the states and they go someone died and you see a body uh well you see a coffin being loaded onto a plane but you don't know who it is um, and so like the, 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 cast, the, the cast is made up of like Connie Britton. You've got Jennifer Coolidge who plays, she's amazing, she's amazing at everything. Um, and then you've got uh, one of the girls from Euphoria, Alexandra Daddario. So it's a lot of like great actors and actresses and Steve Zane is in it as well. Hmm. Basically just a bunch of rich white people on a resort. And it's the interaction between them and the, the, the hotel staff um, there's like a there's a, a trainee it's her first day the the hotel manager has been sober for years but you know the the constant whinging of the guest is like pushing him to the edge and in terms of the guests you know like Connie Britton is this badass female CEO but it turns out that she works in like big tech and you know it's not all glamorous and she's done some pretty shady mm-hmm. stuff and then there's this married couple but the thing is it's like I'm enjoying it for what it is, but I'm waiting for kind of the inciting incident to happen. So I've not really been as engaged with it as my other love. I'm still I'm still going through The Sopranos. However, uh, it's it's a kind of it's a pleasant watch. I think it's only six or seven episodes and I'm on uh, three at the moment. Um, So that's been like my main thing to get through. And I'm yeah, at the beginning of season five of The Sopranos. Great show. It's a very good show. Mm. That's it. Basically, that's my HBO corner. Uh, bake Off Minute. Bake Off Minute. Bake Let's Off go. Minute. Um, okay. So, the UK, this is for the UK. You guys are not as subtle as you think you are when you're tweeting out Bake Off stuff. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Did they get it uh, earlier than us? Yes, yeah, oh, so yeah. it airs on Tuesday. Um, oh. So, I'm just saying this now. Tuesday, if you're on PT, Tuesday 1pm avoid because it just it yeah like it's fine i didn't get this week spoiled for me but i know this week is going to be incredibly incredibly tense um but last week you know i think we all saw that coming eventually uh, it's still a great show however Bake Off has a really annoying thing where they judge people based on the, the week rather than the whole performance and mm. I've noticed this increasingly like they've always done it but I feel like ever since it moved to Channel 4 it's become a little bit more bullshit with the judging mm. and I mm. have not and I think especially last year because uh, Tam and I watch it with a friend of the show Andrew Goldfarb on a Friday Um, we like last year we just didn't Care about the final thing oh. because the because the judging the judging just goes so it but also last year was Tam,
1: egregious. Yeah, last
2: year, it was ridiculous. Tam Tam noticed something when we were watching a couple weeks ago, and now it's all I can think about whenever <laughs> we watch to do with Prue. So Tam, if you want to ruin Baker for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Go ahead.
0: Like, nine times out of ten, regardless of what Pru is looking at and putting in her mouth, she'll say the flavors are delicious, or some variation of that. <laughs> like, And meanwhile, like, fucking Paul Hollywood is like, this is poison on a plate, and she's like, the flavors are <laughs> delicious. She is, will, that's the only thing she says. It is the It the, is infuriating. <laughs>
2: when Tam when said that, we started noticing it, like a bardom started last noticing. week last <laughs>
0: week I was like Yeah, gone. We were
2: predicting what she was saying.
0: Yeah. Like they last last getting... week I was like, Prue was about to start speaking and I went, The flavors are delicious. And then she on screen went, The flavours are delicious. And I was like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <"Fucking>... <laughs> <laughs> <It> was <unbelievable. laughs> Um But anyway, i it's it's one of those shows where I'm like, I'm so so glad it's back. However, uh, this is my uh, as a British person who just spent six months in the UK please also be aware that the Great British Sewing Bee is excellent. It's people just sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's available over here. Uh, however, I do know the Great Pottery Throwdown is available. I think that's on HBO. Um, if you have the means or Brit box or whatever it's on, Great British Sewing Bee is is a lovely one. Um, I love so that if you're
0: formula the... for naming yeah. shows. The, I was the gonna something... say, is that, yeah.
2: <laughs> there was another one where it was gardening, but I, I, I would have like, to film that. The,
0: the Great <laughs> British Bread Making Brawl. Let's go. Great British
1: Esports Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the
0: We need to start a new. Great, we need to start British a show. show. Yeah, we should that start exists? a gaming that show exists? that that has that naming format and see how it does for a couple of episodes. Uh,
2: the, uh, yeah, but it's just it's just me and you hosting it. Yeah.
0: The Great British <laughs> wait, wait, Gaming uh, Meltdown.
2: So you'll <laughs> call. Paul Hollywood I'm trying to make a pun on Paul Hollywood's name with your name I can't like... uh Lucy Berry
0: Tomor Hollywood
2: Lu- there it is fuck
0: yeah.
2: um <laughs> and then what Prue James
0: yeah mm. 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 just also the other thing that Prue does that Lucy pointed out is just intense mouth noises like oh her, I feel I mouth have this whole situation no. No. I have no.
2: really, no. really bad misophonia, and I feel like whoever edits that show just sticks a mic. There's a mic, obviously, around her, but I feel like they just turn it up, just so you can really get those those mouth noises in. And it's no. like, no, no. Good show, though.
0: It, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it also. Um, Jesse, you've been playing games other than Halo
3: yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah no i've been finally i've been wanting to play outer wilds echoes of the eye the dlc it's been one it's been like sitting there for forever because i love 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 outer wilds like one of my top five games ever um so i finally beginning to that and that game it just reminds me of why i love that game so much um like just going in with how much can i spend? i mean it's been out for a little bit but just the, the basic concept of it is that you Speaking of Halo, you go to this new location and it's just a halo ring around you and you like look up and you can actually see like different areas that you can go to and it's and the way that Outer Wilds work because it's a time loop, there's also like a river and there's a dam that breaks at a certain point. So when the dam breaks, you can like look up and just see this wave of water going around the halo and like actually like equalizing and it's just it I just love that sense of discovery in that game and just finding things. And then also, as a big horror fan as well, like, that game just super gets into horror, like, very, very quickly (laughs) at one point. And there's a moment that absolutely terrifies me that I don't want to spoil for for anybody who hasn't played it. But, like, there's a moment where just something completely unexpected for Outer Wilds happens. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm terrified. Thanks for that. I didn't need sleep. That's, (laughs) That's okay. Um... So yeah, uh it's I know it's a, like a month or two old at this point, but I just I adore Outer Wilds and it's it's nice to have it one last DLC for it because the sad thing about that game is once you beat it, you're kind of done because you it's all oh. about discovery and finding things, so it's like I can't really replay it again.
0: Yeah. So that that was hu- so one thing I want to check is like is there something about once you've beat the DLC you need to complete the rest of the game again to Yeah, get so uh
2: uh I'm trying so to of, it I, like, I, I, spoiling it. Yeah, yeah no yeah. no spoils because I still haven't played.
3: Yeah. I without spoiling it, what I will say is there is an ending to the game, like the definitive ending to the original game. And if you beat the DLC, there is something that is added to the finale. Oh. Um without and that's about all I can say without spoiling it. Like it's the same right. ending. There's not much different, but there's something mm, additionally yeah. added to it that uh, that like just gives you a nice little like, oh, that's that's kind of a nice resolution to that.
0: Yeah. So speaking about that feeling of, you know, once you've played it, you've played it, you can't re-experience it again. That was like mm-hmm. hugely to my benefit because I streamed it and like almost everyone who watched it were people who had played it. And they were they came to my stream, a lot of them first for the first time searching for that feeling of playing it for the first time give me that i I just wanted to get yeah yeah. (laughs) and and like i had the best streaming time with them because they all came in and like created this unspoken pact of no one spoil anything and like i was i was there i was like don't no backseat gaming on this i'll ask you if i want you to tell me specifically otherwise anytime i'm like talking out loud don't assume that's me telling you and everyone was so good about it and they came up with They would never give me a tip. They would never tell me what to do. Instead, we created this rule where they were only allowed to give me advice by way of a question. And it created this really, really awesome thing where it was like, I'd be stuck and I'd be like, I don't know what to do here. Can someone give me advice? And it would be like, have you, it would be like, um, you know, you saw this thing, did you think about it in this context? Like something vague Mm. that would like push, just gently nudge my brain towards piecing things out. And yeah. that game is also, like, I, I like to fuck with my viewers in a, in a fun way. And that game is so ripe for messing with people. So, like, mm. I got a stream deck. And the first thing I did was assign the uh, the world is ending music to a button. And, <laughs> and like, <That's> <laughs> on, a, on a loop. Yeah. The, so, Lucy, I don't know if you know about this, but, like, mm. on, on a timer, the world basically resets. Yeah. And as it starts, you start to hear this music fade in. Uh, and and like and starts to play to kind of announce shit is about to happen it's so i had brilliant. that yeah it's it's incredibly anxiety inducing so like i had that set to a button like and and i'd play it at weird times and people because when i first started playing it i I broke that game in so many ways, like it was it was going bananas. And people were like, we've never seen this glitch before. We've never seen this break. And I was breaking it in every single way. And there was points where I'd like, oh, I'd start a, a run and press the button straight away and it would start playing the world as ending music. And people would be like, oh, my God, what's going on here? That was incredible. And then the other thing that I found, like, was one of the best game moments of the year was landing on the space station on the sun, like oh, yeah, doing no, it. Yeah, it's so difficult. I did it almost immediately. Like I was like, I'm gonna try and do this, and like I landed it. And like I brute forced some puzzles, like the the jellyfish puzzle. I won't explain any more mm-hmm. than that. And people were like, you don't have the information to do this. They were like, you you do not have the information to do this. And I was like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna figure this out. And I sat there for like <laughs> half an hour to forty minutes, just staring at this shit. And then I did it. And people were like, that is insane. And it obviously meant that I had, I could skip an entire planet, which came back mm-hmm. to bite me in the ass later but like i'm so excited about give I, so my intention was like i'm going to let people play this let the my stream viewers play this mm-hmm. to completion and get comfortable with it so then i can so they can have that same first time experience again by watching me i'm excited to start streaming that game later this later this month or next month
3: yeah, it's it's well worth it. Like, just the the new DLC was just like I I was so loving because it, it feels it manages to even just in one location completely recapture like that sense of exploration and like oh how does this work where does this go, mm-hmm. um, but it and it just has a sense of like joy to it that just turns into dread and fear and it it, it just t- changes the tone of that game I think in like a really interesting way. Uh, that I particularly enjoyed but I also know that some people probably would like the laid back atmosphere of it and there's a mo- there's a distinct moment where you're like nope this is no no more laid, when we're being able to lay back here yeah I, I just it's it's sad because just as much as i love that game i just i love a game that just captures that like oh this is a cool new thing that i've never uh seen before and the fact that that game has so many of them just all compounded and and you Mm. just can find that all the time it's just it's it's
0: truly wonderful i adore it so much so amazing and living up to your love of space you've also been playing yes. Guardians
3: yeah I, I, I you know I I swear I break out of my comfort zone every once in a while I swear <laughs> um but no Guardians of the Galaxy I've been also really enjoying like that I think a lot of other people have said pretty much the same thing it's not doing anything particularly new like it feels like a weird mix of Uncharted and like Final Fantasy 7 remake a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of how you like jump in all the different characters and play with them um but I just i it it does those all really solidly, and also just I really love the the Marvel like story that's going on there. Like I really think the characters feel, honestly, especially since I'm having a little bit of Chris Pratt Chris Pratt burnout, uh, as I think all of we are all of us are. Mm-hmm. It's like nice. To like oh, I'm actually really into this version of Star Lord. Um, and actually liking seeing him, he's at this like interesting middle ground that I think even Chris Pratt's version of the character isn't at, where he, he's still immature and kind of a, an idiot jerk, but he's matured enough where he's like, oh, he can adult every mo mm-hmm. every once so often with anyone he wants to. And I like that sort of slightly different dynamic and take on everybody. I think the only character that I don't particularly love in this version is I don't love this Drax over the MCU version.
0: Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, like, if you change his weapon, um, Mm. the game does this... It's got this really annoying technical bug where his weapon will no longer... His weapon will no longer collide properly with his body. So he's constantly... He's got his (laughs) arms crossed and, like the the uh blades are attached to his arms so he is always stabbing himself like you can see the blade <laughs> that's how much of a hard warrior he is it feels, yeah it
3: feels about right for Drax to be fair yeah
0: <laughs> I I really like Gamora in this like she, I like oh, the look okay. of her the vibe and like her her whole thing where she just wants to collect figurines is like really endearing to me um
2: yeah, yeah. very relatable
0: yeah so um that, that's, I'm excited to get back to that game as well once I'm Mm. finally set up in this new apartment and have my games consoles out. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then Jean-Luc, GTA Trilogy.
1: Yeah. How's that going?
0: Oh,
1: (laughs) can you believe that that only came out last Thursday? (laughs) It Are you feels serious? like a lifetime ago since that thing has been out. Oh, I guess for to those be fair, who... I've
2: never, I've never seen a Slack channel pop off quite so much <laughs> in such a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, for for those who don't know that uh, the remastered versions of all three games came out um, has been a a bit of a hot mess uh, in terms of pretty much every angle, like technically, mm. gameplay, visually. I am so conflicted on it because yeah. i'll say the positive is that at the core it's like it is gta and that is just a fun to run around and cause chaos in that very like um sort of like simple ps2 way that it feels mm-hmm. kind of refreshing where it's like there isn't it's not like a ubisoft game where there's like a billion checklists and this and that it's like you you play GTA 3 and you pull up the map and it's so small and you're like it's doable. Ooh, this is nice, you know. I'm I could just I could just play this game and have a good time, and then you try doing the combat and you're like, oh god, this doesn't hold up. Wow, this is mm. rough. Uh, even with the changes they've made, like it it is. I played a little bit of the like PS2 versions or actually Xbox versions technically. Um, it is better, but it's mm. still like something about the shooting just doesn't feel mm. modern in a way where you're like, oh, this doesn't... It's, like, a little bit better than the old versions, but it still not feels good. Uh, but, I don't know. That, w- that was kind of, like, never... It, at least for me, that was always the weak part of those old games. Like, the fun part is just driving around and causing chaos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having a good time. So I still like doing that, but then you also have to deal with all the technical stuff. At, like... I mean, where do you even start? So, uh, GTA 3 uh, is probably the worst one to play because it has—that's uh, the one where it rains the most, and it, mm. you have that awful, awful rain effect. I saw videos of that, and I was like, "Wow, it's so bad!" Because it, it, it's—it's just the, the entire screen is covered in just this sheet of of like bright white rain effects that you cannot see. Anything at all, like you will be doing a mission, and you will be like, "All right, I gotta do this very specific mission." If it starts raining partway through that mission, you're like, "Well, this mission's just a complete bust because yeah, I a liter- bust- I cannot see where I'm going. It is awful looking. It's so bad, and I I think in general, just I kind of think three looks really ugly. Like the way they they remastered it. This is this is more a subjective I would say, but it feels uh, it reminds me of when. Do you guys know, like, uh, uh, people make, like, YouTube videos that are like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, HD realism mod. And they basically, like, took a bunch of, like, high textured mods and they put them in a game like a Grand Theft Auto 4, like a Witcher 3. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you'll look at it and for me a lot of times it's like, yes, that technically looks better. But because they have taken all these disparate random mods made by different people it loses the artistic direction, and it it no longer feels cohesive. It just looks like a bunch of high-quality assets from different things kind of jammed together. And, like, that's how I feel playing 3. In in particular, 3. I I think, like, Vice City looks a lot more natural. I think that maybe actually, like, holds up the best out of all of them. But 3 in particular looks really rough, where, like, the original version kind of had this, like, bluish tint. It was very foggy, but in a way that, like... It wasn't just about, oh, we're trying to, like, hide the the um, LOD to, you know, like, save on, uh, you know, like, power. Like, it was also, like, an mm-hmm. artistic thing. And this, it feels like they removed it because that's what you do. It's an HD version. Like, you can see further away now. But by removing all that fog, it actually kind of takes away from the, the vibe of the city mm-hmm. in a way that I just, I don't know. It just, it... it it loses something to it and like San Andreas like they got rid of the the orange glow that um permeated that game that I think just really like couches that game and like yes this is 90s LA this is smog filled LA that doesn't it doesn't feel like that anymore so i it i i think i prefer actually the look of the original ones which is weird mm. because it's like this is supposed to be the definitive version mm. Uh, mm. and then and then also it's just like a technical mess. I mean, there's so many like weird bugs and issues uh people have been going around. Um what's funny is it's gotten so bad that uh people are are making like fake glitches and then prop, oh propping them. So there are some that like have gotten me where I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then it's like, oh no, 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 that was somebody went in and modded it to seem like it was a glitch. Uh <laughs> but I it, it somebody on uh, to to borrow something from someone on Twitter, um, they described it as the equivalent of um, a bunch of 13-year-olds who uh, realize the substitute teacher is weighing over their head and are just going to, like, start fucking with them. <laughs> it's like the internet has just realized how much of a mess this is and how they can, like, well, we can take advantage of this. We can just make it, you know, we could, like, put in all these fake glitches to try and, like, make it seem... And, and people will buy it because you're like, yeah, I believe that. I believe that uh, this wall texture has somebody's face on it repeated over and over again. Why not? Everything else looks like a fucking <laughs> mess. Like, of course they would do that too. So that's kind of weird because now I'm like, oh, I don't know what's a real glitch versus what's like people trying to like, you know, go viral with like a fake glitch. But it, it's still a pretty, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh it makes... Uh, it makes oh, sorry. oh, no, no, no. You go on. I was just going to say, it makes me
3: kind of sad because I, I I was never allowed to play Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, or San Andreas when I was a kid because it was like my parents were just like, no, you can't. It'll corrupt your brains. Um, so my only touchstone was I had a PSP and I had Vice City Stories and Liberty ah. City Stories. And I played mm. the crap out of those. Um, So I was actually really looking forward to pl- getting this for the Switch and having that over Christmas. Um, and actually playing it handheld over Christmas to get, like, the weird PSP vibes. And it just made me very, mm. very sad to, yeah. like, hear, like, how buggy it is. And it feels like a weird unforced error because, um, like, like, no one was dying for these games right now.
2: It's also weird because, like, a lot of the stuff is, they've clearly used AI to upscale mm, a lot of the textures. Yeah. Like, there was a, the one that went viral was, like, um, the the big donut. The, yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, the, it's It's with... kind of... <laughs> Just, like, the perfectly smooth one. Yeah. Um, And it just... Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Because I think as well that there's a broader conversation about the fact that they've delisted the old ones. I think that's Mm. what makes it
1: feel the most egregious and, like, scummy, is you're like... Because it's not like, oh, I can go back and I can just play those originals. Like, they removed them. Like, you Mm -hmm. have no option now. Like this, Unless you find a disc. So, like, from that perspective, that feels like on that feels unacceptable i think i I think they need to address that they need to put those original versions back up or they need to like you know seriously overhaul these versions because it's like do you not have any respect for these like classic games that like you know put you on the map rockstar like it's uh, Mm. it just it feels it feels disrespectful to their own their own legacy of of games um and it's like, you're Rockstar, you have Rockstar money and Rockstar clout, you should be able to do this right. And they chose not to, or, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna like, I don't wanna speculate on like-
2: or Maybe maybe it was a last minute thing because Five got delayed out of this window. Or maybe Ooh. it was just like, they decided last minute to, not last minute, but like, maybe other stuff happened, but you know, mm. having it come out around the anniversary obviously makes sense but
1: yeah it's I mean, just
2: it's just a shame that it came up the way it did and it's like
1: 100 and yeah and i want to like specify like no no um shade towards the people who developed it like no one goes in developing a product to be bad and i'm sure they wanted it to be as good it usually like you said it comes down to somebody at the top is like hey it would be really cool if we hit this date because that's what we want and then they're like oh but we don't have time to finish it Oh, well. And then, mm. yeah. So mm. usually it's just the realities of the business that affect it. But, uh, it feels like a, like a pretty big lose lose for them. I can't, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't have good, uh, I, I, they have to re-earn, I feel like a lot of goodwill yeah. from this. Yeah. So it is yeah, such if, a shame. It
3: feels like weirdly repetitious of Cyberpunk from last year, whereas like we had a developer that like had all this goodwill, <laughs> oh, and it feels weirder oh, no. even that it's from like years old games. But like it's just like he had a lot of goodwill and then puts it out right before Christmas just to get that date. This and can't then, and just ruins oh it all. God. Ruins all that goodwill in a in a hot minute.
1: Please don't let this become a yearly trend where <laughs> some developer, high profile developer, puts out uh, an awful oh, product. No. Oh no.
3: Every Christmas, we just get the jank game.
0: (laughs) You hate to see it. Now it's time for listener questions. If you'd like to send in a listener question, you can email us at Podcast at gamespot.com or you can hit up myself or Lucy and we'll invite you to the Discord. We will do a background check on you. So if you've got any illegal activities to your name, you will be denied entry. You also can't wear trainers or hoodies in this club. Um, the first question and the only question comes from a rocket scientist, um, and rocket scientist wanted to get some positivity going, given everything that's going on and asked the question, what was the moment you booted up a game and lost yourself for hours until you found that your stomach growled so hard your neighbor woke up and started yelling about how it's 3am and he needs to work at 5am so he can pay for his Mustang. (laughs) It's a very specific scenario from rocket scientist. Very specific memory. I'm just gonna generalize it and say, like, what was it? What was a game that you lost yourself in? <laughs> uh,
2: Skyrim. Uh,
0: Skyrim. That old Skyrim. game.
2: Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. That, when that, that brand came new out, game that
0: was released uh, last, last or week. Last week. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Re- so my, I, I had Skyrim downloaded on my Xbox, and it started. I think has it upgraded? Because I saw it download like a 25 gigabyte patch. or something. Uh, day. kind of. Like, you
1: do have to buy that anniversary
0: yeah.
2: thing. yeah oh wait so now that, that, that is a,
0: they just added more cheese wheels to the original game for you okay oh,
3: no Go they had add, they're more uh there's like a whole new quest line like legitimately oh, a whole new question yeah, line. yeah it's Just
0: fishing uh, and stuff like that as well right yes, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, uh, I played yeah, so a little i was at
2: university oh yeah i was at university when skyrim came out i bought that and assassin's creed revelations on the same day because they both came out on 11 11.
1: oh my god you're right
2: and when i was at game station that will um that's a uk chain now defunct uh the guy at the till was like you are going to enjoy one of these way more than the other and i was like yeah it's gonna be assassin's creed (laughs) and then i played until the first tower defense section i was like it's not assassin's creed (laughs) um and i played skyrim and i had a ridiculous time at university i had by my third year i had three contact hours a week I had barely any work to do and i did psychology which is weird um the fact that i didn't have anything to do and so i just played skyrim like just an ungodly amount of that game and i wasn't even using many like walkthroughs or anything so it was just pure exploration and it's weird to think back now but like factoring in load times which Mm -hmm. is a thing that i haven't really had to worry about in a while, thanks to updated hardware, but I remember just like, just sitting there, just examining every single load screen as I came up against it. Um, So I think the last time I properly, properly, yeah, just lost myself would be Hmm.
0: Jesse? Uh,
3: Since we were talking about Halo earlier, mine was Halo 4 is the one that immediately came to mind, which when I got that game, I was actually spending a semester of college in um, London, actually. And I only had my Xbox 360, but I didn't have, like, cause your plugs are different and weird and yep. make no sense to me. So I yeah, had the like, correct well, plugs, I... Jesse. Do not talk shit about our plugs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, our plugs are better. My, Like, I'm, I'm here for this. I'll have this fight. But, um,. <laughs> but I so I had to like go and find an adapter and like go and like get that whole thing then also I was worried about the region lock at the same time because I didn't know if I bought Mm. Halo 4 in London if I would actually be able to play it on my 360 so I was like doing all the research and I could not find any definitive answer on it so I'm like and I had like no money so I was like this is my last $60 that I can spend on a game Um, and so I took the risk because like I need to play Halo 4 and I bought it and it worked, and I played it all night long to the like detriment of my flatmates who had like classes the next day, um, which is like I just literally played the entire campaign in a single night. But the weirdest thing about it was, I-, I think it might just be the region lock thing. Was it had no sound effects in what? the game? Oh. Yeah. So when I played oh. it, so I was like, I played multiplayer, and like there would just be like the gu- the guy who yells like Slayer all the time. He's just like. Slayer. Like oh. every single time that i played it and like I would reload guns and it'd be completely silent so it's just music and like some voice and everything it was just so weird but I was like I'm happy this is what I wanted i needed this this is all i wanted yeah it's like it's fine I'll suffer um I think I still have the uh the the uh, british version of the game here and as well as the American version so i can actually have the sound effects now
2: that's so oh. weird. I would like to yeah, say that strange. in the UK we we did have sound effects. It wasn't. <laughs> no. so I take, it out, take it out for you. <laughs> it has been got, localized for the Brits. They don't,
0: yeah, they don't like guns over there. Let's take all the gun sounds out so they can't <laughs> tell the. I think um. it was just
3: because I had a weird American Xbox 360 playing a, a
1: British game. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Jean Luc. I mean, probably the one I remember the most vividly is Halo 3, because I stayed up till, you know, went, went to the midnight release, got my legendary edition with the Master Chief helmet and all that. Um, I played You can played put, your, it. put your hand in and nothing else? I put my hand in and nothing else. No, uh, I,
2: I can almost fit in it, because I have a tiny
1: What? Bit. Oh my I god.
2: Stu so had one, Stu so had one.
1: I mean, I got mine right literally right here. Yeah, I had it off is. screen, but it was oh. gonna I need to have my mom send me mine because uh, it's somewhere in a box back at my house. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like I think I just played it all the way up until the because I think it came out on Tuesday. So like I had school the next day, but I just like stayed up the entire you know night played it. Uh, went to school, came home, kept playing it, uh, and then I want to say just for like a couple months that is kind of all I played to the point where I did um I did cross country. And uh, me and my buddy, like all we did was just like play Halo. And when we were at cross country, we would just talk about Halo <laughs> to the point where my coach was like, "Are you guys still on about Halo? Like that's all you talk about? Like what get lives? Like what are you doing? Like
2: I just... have one
1: <laughs>
0: get lives, Jesus
2: get, get lives." <laughs> Wait, that's that's one of my dad's like favorite like disparaging comments, though. It's like get a grip, get a get life. life. Get a <laughs> life. It has such a great like power behind it.
0: Yeah, that's right. a good one. I think for me it's probably Bloodborne. Um or any of the Souls games, I generally uh, I mean like Sekiro was one I had to do because <laughs> I was reviewing oh, it and had very little no time. <laughs> uh and Demon Souls, I guess. Um but the I got yeah, Bloodborne, but... I like time it do was you... that?
2: I was going to say, Demon Souls was okay for you because you'd played it before, but I remember yeah. Sekiro being a dark Sekiro time. Sekiro was a
0: hell of a time, let me tell you. That being having no frame of reference from anyone else on wow. how to like approach a lot of those bosses. I you know by now, if you play Sekiro, you generally have an understanding. You through osmosis, you have an understanding of how to approach that game. But like being the first to review a fromsoft game is never a good time <laughs> it is it can be real rough and that one was like okay i guess i'm just gonna get my ass off by genichiro for four hours um sweet um but like bloodborne i got and i i cannot even remember time was ceased to be a concept when i played that game for the first time i was like okay did you I get like,
2: it on launch
0: yeah yeah. I think I think I think so. Yeah, I, that was before like I got review codes and stuff like that as well. I was in the industry, I'm pretty sure, but I just did not get a review code for it. Um, but um, I just I forgot about time. Like I started playing it, and then it was morning, and I was like, oh no. Um, and yeah, that still happens to me. Like sometimes I'll stick on Bloodborne, and like six hours will vanish, um, and that is a hell of a game. But yeah, wait, that's my Tam
2: now. Now you've got a new setup. Where is your TV gonna go with the bloodborne screen on uh, all the time?
0: I'm I'm just gonna green screen one in. <laughs> yeah, you
1: should get like a you should buy like a tiny little TV and then just mount it yeah. behind you and just, yeah. and just have a PlayStation well, I, I that want only it, plays. Bloodborne. I wanted to
0: get I wanted to get a corner desk so it would like go mm. all the way around and then but like this this area is very thin. Like, I don't have a lot of space to work with. Mm. So maybe, like, mm. just up to here. And I could have, like, a, a monitor here that I have stuff yeah. on in the on the side. So that's my plan. Um, and I do have currently three monitors. One of them just unused. So maybe I could stick one on there. Um, but we'll see. I need to find a desk that will fit in here in that, in that mm. setup. But it will be back. Bloodborne is never leaving my life. Um, but, yeah. Thank you for listening to the GameSpot After Dark podcast, episode one twenty lucy where can people find you
2: i'm on twitter and twitch uh lucy james games
0: uh Jean luke where can people find you you can find me at John luke Seipke. jesse where can people find you you can find
3: me at jesse gender on twitch and youtube uh yeah
0: you can or find sorry me twitter at... and
3: you twitter and youtube is what i meant sorry twitter
0: you can find me at Timor H on Twitter, Twitch, pretty much everything. Um, yeah. And uh, while you're here, please go into the uh, podcast service of your choice and rate and review us, you know? Give us a thumbs up or whatever the fuck stupid metric your chosen platform is using. <laughs> um, yeah, it's because uh, that helps us get discovered and pushes us up the algorithms bumhole hole so it gets spread out a bit more. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.